Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast from Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to get into God's Word every single day, so we decided to read through the Bible chronologically and talk about it together. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea, and you're listening to God's Whole Story, podcast from Worship Center. I'm here with Ryan, my co-host, and we are talking about Exodus and all of these different laws that we have going on here. We got goats. We this, got this blood. is the <laughs> much more than ten commandments. Several more. It's the it's the unabridged version of the ten commandments. Several days worth of reading of commandments. <laughs> um, would not make a great movie. In fact, it'd be a little boring. I think. <laughs> My favorite, okay, what's your is favorite it, weird verse in this section? Is it too soon to make a joke about Charles Heston or should we let that go? No? I just realized how much I actually mess up my words all the time. Whenever I listen back to this podcast, I'm always like, you know, Charles Heston wasn't a real person. I think I actually said that there were like a billion Israelites, which I was obviously exaggerating, but there's not a billion Israelites. Nope, there's not. Everything I say with a grain of salt because That's I fine. don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, my favorite. What's your favorite weird verse in this passage? Well, Mine I, is, I, I, you're going to say the goat thing, right? Well, that or <laughs> you must not allow a sorceress to live gets its own verse. It's like straight to the point, guys. Also, Exodus twenty two eighteen is my verse for the year. You must not allow a sorceress to live. Kill the witches. <laughs> Since I love Harry Potter. Okay, hot take. <laughs> All right, so getting on a serious note, aside from killing witches, which I guess is also very serious, especially if you're a witch. Um, Sleepy or sorceress. Um, so you get here. Um, I, li- I like this little snapshot of God's heart for foreigners. I love mm-hmm. that. So God is commanding the Israelites, like, you must be kind to those who are foreigners living within your people because you were foreigners once. Don't forget who you are and where you came from. Um, with his heart for foreigners comes kind of this – um, kind of him revealing himself as as like gracious and merciful. So again, pushing on that concept of like Old Testament God being horrible and mean. Like actually God is consistently saying like, I am merciful, I am gracious to the point of like, do not harvest your crops for a year and do mm-hmm. not take the crops on the edges of the fields so that poor people can eat them. Um, yeah. It is interesting, historically speaking, like in the in the world of, you know, God-centered belief, it has always been God's people, like the the royal priesthood, the holy nation, that is supposed to be caring for the poor and the oppressed. Uh, It's only recently um, that we have kind of just entrusted the government to do that as well. So in this being like a holy priesthood nation, again, the the same group of people that Peter refers to when he talks about us, God is saying, like, look, it is up to you to care for those who are poor and who are, like, downtrodden and who are foreigners. So just like God is commanding this to the people in Exodus, it remains a charge for us today, um, even to the point of, like, God told these people not to harvest certain crops. Like, they're out there planting and sowing and, like, the whole thing. They were supposed to leave stuff out there for people to eat. Now, at the same time, um, he's he's not only just gracious and merciful, he is also just. So you also get this passage. Um, it's Exodus 23, verse 3. Do not slant your testimony in favor of a person just because the person is poor. So 
God is also just in all this. He's saying like, hey, if you did something wrong, you will be punished. I don't care if you're rich. I don't care if you're poor. Like if, if you did it, there's, there's not like an adjustment. So you have like this gracious, merciful, just God. It's very cool. Yeah. Again, we're learning about God. The Israelites are learning about this God where as all they've known is Egyptian gods. Yeah. Um, and now they're learning about the one true God and just how holy he is and just how, um, how much he cares for them and their lives. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's not just like rescuing them and then leaving them. He's not just hanging in the Ten Commandments and then like jetting out. He's like explaining things. He's giving them a way to live. And something that I was um, kind of learning about as I was studying Exodus and preparing for this is this gospel narrative that's in Exodus is actually kind of cool. And as you, again, as you look at God's whole story, God rescued the Israelites, but it didn't end there. Like salvation happened, but it didn't end there. The sanctification process has to keep happening. The same is true for us. And what's really cool is that God didn't appear to them and say, hey, I got these 10 commandments and all these laws I need you to follow. And if you do that, then I'll rescue you. That's not how it happened. He loves his people so much. And it's shown both in the Exodus from Egypt. And it's also shown in his law that Jesus is eventually going to fulfill. Yeah, because God does not change. So the story that the, the story that these people are a part of is the story that we are a part of. So that that redemption that's at the center of God is very cool. Yeah. And to keep like as you're reading this, as we're reading this, to keep an eye out for that, I think is really, really important. Again, like, how are we going to know God better? How do we see Jesus through this? Um, how much hope uh, do these people have as they are looking ahead for the Messiah, um, knowing that eventually he's going to fulfill all of these things? Pretty cool. Yeah. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I'm really loving the book of Exodus. I don't know about you, Ryan. I feel like you love it. <laughs> You look like you love it. <laughs> I wish you guys could see how much I love it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, definitely continue with us. Join us in reading it. Either listen along or read it on your own. But um, so grateful to be reading God's whole story with you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Exodus 22, beginning in verse 16. If a man seduces a virgin who is not engaged to anyone and has sex with her, he must pay the customary bride price and marry her. But if her father refuses to let him marry her, the man must still pay him an amount equal to the bride price of a virgin. You must not allow a sorceress to live. Anyone who has sexual relations with an animal must certainly be put to death. Anyone who sacrifices to any god other than the Lord must be destroyed. You must not mistreat or oppress foreigners in any way. Remember, you yourselves were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. You must not exploit a widow or an orphan. If you exploit them in any way and they cry out to me, then I will certainly hear their cry. My anger will blaze against you and I will kill you with the sword. Then your wives will be widows and your children fatherless. If you lend money to any of my people who are in need, do not charge interest as a money lender would. If you take your neighbor's cloak as security for a loan, you must return it before sunset. This coat may be the only blanket your neighbor has. How can a person sleep without it? If you do not return it and your neighbor cries out to me for help, I will hear it for I am merciful. 
You must not dishonor God or curse any of your rulers. You must not hold anything back when you give me offerings from your crops or your wine. You must give me your firstborn sons. You must also give me the firstborn of your cattle, sheep, and goats. But leave the newborn animal with its mother for seven days, then give it to me on the eighth day. You must be my holy people. Therefore, do not eat any animal that has been torn up and killed by wild animals. Throw it to the dogs." You must not pass along false rumors. You must not cooperate with evil people by lying on the witness stand. You must not follow the crowd in doing wrong. When you are called to testify in a dispute, do not be swayed by the crowd to twist just justice and do not slant your testimony in favor of a person just because that person is poor. If you come upon your enemy's ox or donkey that has strayed away, take it back to its owner. If you see that the donkey of someone else who hates you has collapsed under its load, do not walk by. Instead, stop and help. In a lawsuit, you must not deny justice to the poor. Be sure never to charge anyone falsely with evil. Never sentence an innocent or blameless person to death, for I never declare a guilty person to be innocent. Take no bribes, for a bribe makes you ignore something that you clearly see. A bribe makes even a righteous person twist the truth. You must not oppress foreigners. You know what it's like to be a foreigner, for you yourself were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. Plant and harvest your crops for 60 years, but let the land be renewed and lie uncultivated during the seventh year. Then let the poor among you harvest whatever grows on its own. Leave the rest for the wild animals to eat. The same applies to your vineyards and olive groves. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but on the seventh day, you must stop working. This gives your ox and your donkey a chance to rest. It also allows your slaves and the foreigners living among you to be refreshed. Pay close attention to all my instructions. You must not call in the name of any other gods. Do not even speak their names. Each year, you must celebrate three festivals in my honor. First, celebrate the festival of unleavened bread. For seven days, the bread you eat must be made without yeast, just as I commanded you. Celebrate this festival annually at the appointed time in early spring in the month of Abib, for that is the anniversary of your departure from Egypt. No one may appear before me without an offering. Second, celebrate the festival of harvest when you bring me the first crops of your harvest. Finally, celebrate the festival of the final harvest at the end of the harvest season when you have harvested all the crops from your fields. At these three times each year, every man in Israel must appear before the sovereign, the, the Lord. You must not offer the blood of my sacrificial offerings together with any baked goods containing yeast, and do not leave the fat from the festival offerings until the next morning. As you harvest your crops, bring the very best of the first harvest to the house of the Lord your God. You must not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. See, I am sending an angel before you to protect you on your journey and lead you safely to the place I have promised to you. Pay close attention to him and obey his instructions. Do not rebel against him, for he is my representative, and he will not forgive your rebellion. But if you are careful to obey him, following all my instructions, then I will be an enemy to your enemies, and I will oppose those who oppose you. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites, and Jebusites, so that you may live there. And I will destroy them completely." You must not worship the gods of these nations or serve them in any way or imitate their evil practices. Instead, you must utterly destroy and smash their sacred pillars. You must serve only the Lord your God. If you do, I will bless you with food and water and I will protect you from illness. There will be no miscarriages or infertility in your land and I will give you long, full lives. I will send my terror ahead of you and create panic among all the people whose lands you invade. I will make all your enemies return and run. I will send terror ahead of you to drive out the Hivites, Canaanites, and Hittites. 
but I will not drive them out in a single year because the land would become desolate and the wild animals would multiply and threaten you. I will drive them out a little at a time until your population has increased enough to take possession of the land. And I will fix your boundaries from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea and from the Eastern wilderness to the Euphrates River. I will hand over to you the people now living in the land and you will drive them out ahead of you. Make no treaties with them or their gods. They must not live in your land or they will cause you to sin against me. If you serve their gods, you will be caught in the trap of idolatry. Then the Lord instructed Moses, come up here to me and bring along Aaron, Nabab, Abihu, and the 70 of Israel's elders. All of you must worship from a distance. Only Moses is allowed to come near to the Lord. The others must not come near, and none of the other people are allowed to climb up the mountain with him. Then Moses went down to the people and repeated all the instructions and regulations the Lord had given them. All the people answered with one voice, we will do everything the Lord has commanded. Then Moses carefully wrote down all the Lord's instructions. Early the next morning, Moses got up and built an altar at the foot of the mountain. He also set up 12 pillars, one for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. Then he sent some of the young Israelite men to present burnt offerings and to sacrifice bulls as peace offerings to the Lord. Moses drained half the blood from these animals into basins. The other half he splattered against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it out loud to the people. Again, they all responded, we will do everything the Lord has commanded. We will obey. And then Moses took the blood from the basins and splattered it all over the people, declaring, look, this blood confirms the covenant the Lord has made with you and given you these instructions. Then Moses, Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and the 70 elders of Israel climbed up the mountain. There they saw the God of Israel. Under his feet, there seemed to be a surface of brilliant blue lapis lazuli, as clear as the sky itself. And though these nobles of Israel gazed upon God, he did not destroy them. In fact, they ate a covenant meal, eating and drinking in his presence. Then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain. Stay there and I will give you the tablets of stone on which I have inscribed the instructions and commands so you can teach the people. So Moses and his assistant Joshua set out and Moses climbed up the mountain of God. Moses told the elders, stay here and wait for us until we come back. Aaron and her are here with you. If anyone has a dispute while I am gone, consult with them. Then Moses climbed up the mountain and the cloud covered it. And the glory of the Lord settled down on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses from inside the cloud. To the Israelites at the foot of the mountain, the glory of the Lord appeared at the summit like a consuming fire. Then Moses disappeared into the cloud as he climbed higher into the mountain. He remained on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.